Season 5, Episode 36, your first midweek episode of 2024. Yes, and I'll tell you, folks, it's already starting to pile up. That is all the stupidity that's out there. So uh, as I dig through all of the surplus, enjoy your first midweek episode of 2023 and 2024 stupidity. Trust me, if it's anything close to what we're going to be having for the rest of this year, it's going to be a wild ride. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Because it's a great, big, stupid world. And we're feeling kind of crazy as it turns around. Great, big, stupid, great, big, stupid world. I'm Insane Eric Lane. And welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And, you know, even sometimes science can be kind of stupid, too. Hmm. Any scientists out there that are listening to the podcast and you find something stupid, hey, let me know, all right? Such as the scientist that discovered a rather freakish hairy spider in the mountains of central and western Ecuador. They were hunting for new species of tree spiders. This was back in 2021, according to a study that was published in Zuki. Now, officially, it's called the Palmopeus santanus, or the Satan tarantula. That's <laughs> named for its notably bad temperament. The spider was located under a bamboo tree, but refused to be taken captive without a fight. The arachnid unsuccessfully attempted to fend off the researchers and tried to flee with quick, sporadic movements nearly too fast to see, according to the study. So when they brought the critter back to the lab, scientists discovered unique physical features and determined it was a whole new species altogether. The dark brown Satan tarantula is just under two inches in length with eight eyes and eight legs coated with golden hairs, according to the study. Now, the Satan tarantula is found in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador. It's named for its <clears throat> obvious bad temperament. Zuki's scientists at Universidad San Francisco de Quito grew very fond of the specimen while they studied it, despite its bad temperament and sporadic attacks. The Palmopeus centenus is appro appropriately named because the initial individual that was collected had an attitude. Uh, the study's lead co-author, Pedro Peñahera, uh, told McClatchy News via email, the species of the Palmopeus genius uh, or genus uh, are very venomous. So if you come across a Satan tarantula, you just might want to flee. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> so, well, here's a guy that really should have known better. I've been told all my life, when you see these little white toadstools in the back of your backyard, leave them alone. Not so 
Apparently, this Alabama man apparently didn't get the memo. He's a 38-year-old man who has more of a Florida man story to tell after he explained to deputies he was high on mushrooms when they found him in a truck on a panhandle road with a parrot on his shoulder. According to the Washington County Sheriff's Office, deputies received this call about a man pounding on the front door of a home and a vehicle sitting stationary nearby. The deputies said the homeowner asked uh, the man to leave, but, well, he would not comply. As uh, WSCO deputies were headed to the scene, a car matching the description of the one reported was found in the area. Deputies said the driver, who was later identified as Timothy Brandon Bowers, was sitting inside the vehicle with a rather blank look on his face, with a parrot on his shoulder. According to the WSCO, as the deputy began speaking to Bowers, he saw several weapons near Bowers and asked him to exit the vehicle. The deputy said Bowers was noncompliant and combative. So deputies said they deployed a department-issued taser, and he was detained a short time afterwards. Bowers told the deputies there was nothing wrong with him. He was just high on mushrooms, according to the WSCO. While searching Bowers' vehicle, the deputies found several illegal items. According to the deputies, the parrot, who did not appear to be injured, was secured in a pet carrier and taken by the Washington County Animal Control. Bowers was taken to an area hospital for evaluation and then on to jail. He's been charged with two counts of possession of a controlled substance, two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest with violence, possession of drug paraphernalia, and trespassing. Washington County Sheriff Kevin Cruz said we cannot stress the importance of reporting suspicious activity, especially during the holiday season. So this guy was, uh, well, he was on drugs with a parrot on his shoulder. I don't know, call this clown Captain Crack Sparrow, maybe, huh? Actually, he was on magic mushrooms, so he probably had that parrot on his shoulder because he thought he was in Neverland or something. Well, it has now come to this. As we begin 2024, there's a study that's out that says human breathing contributes to global warming. Well, I'll try to do this story while holding my breath. Well, actually, a new government-funded study out of Britain claims to show that human breathing is contributing to greenhouse gas emissions. It's a peer-reviewed study published in the Public Library of Sciences journal PLOS-1 or PLOS-1, investigated greenhouse gas emissions of methane and nitrous oxide in human breath, which allegedly contribute to global warming. Other experts noted that total emissions were well below any margin of error, rendering these findings insignificant. Therefore, the study authors are urging caution and assumption that emissions from humans are negligible. Well, there it is, folks. I knew it was coming. I mean, are you really serious about stopping global warming? Then just stop breathing. What a boon to depopulationists. Turns out we are not the ones we have been waiting for. We are the problem. Of course, some of us suck up more air and are bigger blowhards than others. And you know who you are. Let's see. Al, Greta, John. Yeah, gee, I wish I had a smarter God. You know, maybe a God that didn't design humans and most animals to respirate. And then maybe have the nerve to say, be fruitful and multiply. (laughs) But maybe he actually said, I've made a handful of fruit flies and it was just recorded incorrectly. 
the implementation of statist interventionists and unreliable energy alternatives isn't enough. So if you really care about the planet, please go ahead and make the ultimate sacrifice. Do it for the scientists who've conducted the study. Do it for Al, for Greta, and John. Do it for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. I mean, who knew? Humans contribute to global warming by exhaling greenhouse gases like methane and carbon dioxide 16 times per minute. Africans are reported to more likely to warm the earth with their breath and their burps than any other ethnic group, and that women are more likely than men to be MPs, or that's methane producers, as well. It operates under the assumption that these emissions are significant enough to warrant detailed analysis and inclusion in national greenhouse gas inventories, This premise is, well, laughable at best, considering the minuscule percentage these emissions contribute to the overall greenhouse gas emissions. The methodology employed employed in this study is definitely questionable. I mean, collecting 328 breath samples from 104 volunteers hardly constitutes a representative sample of the UK population. Furthermore, the study's reliance on such a small sample size to draw conclusions about national-scale emissions is a classic case of over-extrapolation. The study, the stupidity of this study, and the entire genre of human behavior studies, whether it be meat-eating or owning pets, diverts attention from more pressing environmental issues and misallocates resources that could be better used elsewhere. This approach is indicative of a climate change narrative that is increasingly detached from reality. It represents a step towards just justifying intrusive and overreaching policies based on negligible environmental impacts. Such an approach is really not only impractical, but also poses a threat to personal freedoms, which continue to be under attack daily, and the dignity of human life. I think there's a dire need for a return to scientific sanity and rational discourse in addressing environmental issues. The path to a prosperous future does not lie in fear-mongering or exaggeration, but in reasoned and rational scientific study. The experts forgot photosynthesis. Duh. How could they forget photosynthesis? (laughs) I don't know. Nearly every expert does. Perhaps in due time, there'll be a breathing tax policy initiative imposed on offending humans. Frankly, if climate activists are that worried about breathing, then they should stop. Well, an armed robbery in Colorado turned awry for the alleged perpetrators when police say someone stole their getaway car in the middle of a heist. Local police say three masked and armed individuals allegedly robbed a check-cashing service in Commerce City, but no injuries were reported. Officers have arrested two of the three suspects and are currently investigating the incident, the police department said in a social media post on both Facebook and X, in an unexpected and ironic twist as the trio was robbing the business, a fourth criminal stole their getaway vehicle, which may have already been stolen. According to the Facebook post stated in the update about the robbery, we don't know. If we get a solid description of it, we'll release that here. Now, the bizarre news stirred amusement among residents on social media. We just can't make this stuff up, the police department commented in a Facebook reply. Yeah, somebody stole a getaway car in the middle of a heist. You know, crime is officially more out of control than weed usage in Colorado. (laughs) Yeah, who, who really needs the new Grand Theft Auto game when you can just watch the news? Well, it's a little cold outside this time of the year, and despite the chilly weather, ditching your PJs in favor of your birthday suit is really the best way to sleep, according to sleep expert Sammy Margot, according to Metro. 
Margot is a physiotherapist for the UK-based betting site Dreams. She said, um, well, Sammy says, your body temperature plays a crucial role in the timing of your sleep. It's linked to your circadian rhythm, the internal body clock, which controls your sleep-wake cycle. Falling into a deep sleep is linked to cooling your body, so allowing your body to cool down by sleeping naked can signal to you that it's time to sleep. Going nude in the colder months could also help you heat things up beneath the sheets, leading to increased physical and emotional intimacy, Margot says. Sleeping in the nude has all kinds of reported benefits, according to the studies, in addition to helping folks regulate their circadian rhythm while having the ideal body temperature, sleeping in the nude can improve sleep and thereby give people healthier skin, according to Healthline. Sleeping naked also supposedly reduces stress and anxiety, it prevents weight gain, lowers the risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes, promotes vaginal health, increases male fertility, and boosts self-esteem. The boosting self-esteem part, I can probably make several jokes on that one. Well, there you go, folks. See, I guess, you know, to some degree, I must subconsciously want to have a healthier lifestyle because because I move around so much in my sleep. Usually by the time I wake up the next day, I'm mostly naked. Anyway, maybe that's TMI. We'll talk about a shellfish commuter. A ride on a New York City subway captured the moment a fellow commuter took up several seats on a train so they could snack on a bounty of lobster. The bearded man dressed in camo green hat and thick navy jacket and tan khakis could be seen prying open the lobster shells with his bare hands and feasting on the meat. He enjoys the meal with his legs crossed. Completely unbothered by anybody else on the train, despite the fact that he and his lunch are taking up several seats, it was not immediately clear which train the man was riding or where the incident took or when the incident took place. It's not the first time a lobster meal has been enjoyed in the city's less than clean transit system. Back in 2018, a California-based photographer, Amber Asali, celebrated her 26th birthday on the J train with bottles of wine, a piñata, and a fully realized lobster dinner. The party was planned with friends during off-peak hours at the Myrtle Broadway stop in Brooklyn, where the group took photos and video of the party, according to ABC7. While lobster meals may be rare on the subway, eating a whole feast is not, as it was made evident on the L train, where serving Thanksgiving meals have become a regular occurrence. Now, last year, passengers and volunteers stalled the train at the Bedford Avenue station to set up the entire Thanksgiving spread for hungry commuters. The event was a repeat of the previous year where they saw strangers break bread following the months-long lockdowns caused by the COVID pandemic. But look, it's just not every day you just get on the L train and see a guy crack open a lobster. Hmm. They crack open a lot of other things, but not necessarily lobsters. <clears throat> a 28-year-old man was riding a stolen moped and was stopped by police in Montana. Officers there observed this man on an orange moped driving south on Ryman Street. The moped was readily identifiable as a match to one that was reported stolen. The officer performed a traffic stop and identified the man as Kenneth Colbert. The officer noted Colbert had a hypodermic needle hanging from a hole in his right ear. The officer requested that Colbert remove the needle from his ear and place it on the sidewalk. Colbert told the officer that he found the moped near a dumpster and thought it to be trash. 
The officer contacted the owner of the moped who did not wish to pursue theft charges. Once the theft investigation was completed, the officer seized the needle and the substance tested positive for methamphetamine. When asked about the methamphetamine, Colbert stated he thought the substance was a wash. The officer placed Colbert under arrest. During the search incident to the arrest, the officers located a small multicolored rubber box. And inside that, the officers found a small piece of tinfoil which contained residue from suspected fentanyl use. The man is currently being charged with felony criminal possession of dangerous drugs and criminal possession of drug paraphernalia. What a surprise. This should be no surprise. Teens and girls in their early 20s are using serums, anti-wrinkle tape, and getting baby Botox. The TikTok hashtag anti-aging has 7.9 billion total views. Hashtag Botox has 10.2 billion and hashtag wrinkles has 2.4 billion. A 14-year-old influencer has been using anti-aging routine since the age of 12. It's complete with SPF 50 sunscreen, apple cider vinegar pills, harsh retinol creams, and even taping pink construction paper to the car window when she goes on long road trips to avoid too much sun exposure on her skin. Experts say social media seduces girls into the pursuits of likes, constantly comparing themselves with peers. That teen is not alone. More than and more, more and more Zoomers are actually pouring serious time and money into preserving their youth. Makeup brands marketed to young women like Glossier and Elf have branched out into expensive vitamin C serums and retinal creams, which are popular for their anti-aging qualities. Well, Zoomers are falling asleep with anti-wrinkle tape plastered all over their face where they believe lines are forming. And teens and young women are getting baby Botox. That's small doses of the muscle relaxant, which freezes your muscles to prevent you from moving your face in a way that would cause wrinkles to form at the expense of nominal facial expressions, not because they actually have wrinkles yet, simply because they're willing to shell out up to $1,000 per appointment to preemptively prevent wrinkles. Most experts agree starting too early is not a good idea. Doctors have taken to TikTok to advise against fighting aging too early. One says that retinol for anti-aging should be started in your late 20s at the earliest. Another doctor says just to wait on Botox until your mid-20s to mid-30s at the earliest. I have a feeling some of these girls are going to end up aging a lot faster because they're trying to prevent aging in the first place. You like potatoes? Yeah, potatoes are good. I always enjoy a good plate of taters. And well, potatoes are the base for now some of the most popular foods around the world. French fries, potato chips, hash browns. Now they're considered a vegetable, but that could change to becoming a, a grain? Yeah, the answer should be decided soon as the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee prepares its dietary guidelines for 2025. It could revise the American food staples designation. As first reported by the Wall Street Journal, the committee has heard testimony from more than 100 food and health professionals to provide input for the guidelines. This includes representatives from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, Coalition for Healthy food, uh, School Food, National Dairy Council, National Food and Beverage Alliance, and the National Pasta Association. 
And here I thought we'd already settled the argument whether a tomato was a fruit or a vegetable. Now we move on to the potato. <laughs> well, have you ever had an allergic reaction to a lotion or a beauty product? Well, here's a side effect that would be even worse. A skincare company has responded to a web of rumors claiming that one of its products is a magnet for spiders. It all started with a one-star review for Delicia Drench Body Butter. It's a moisturizing cream from Sol de Janeiro. The review posted on the website of beauty retailer Sephora warned the readers, in all caps, scent attracts wolf spiders. The reviewer implored people who are scared of wolf spiders to watch out because supposedly using the body butter would instantly attract one of those arachnids. One time the spider wanted to eat whatever ingredient it is so bad that it chased me, said one reviewer. I swear on everything, I'd run left, it ran left. I ran right, it ran right. Like it was legit following the scent. Now, Sol de Janeiro tried to put the arachnophobia to rest. They issued a statement posted on their Instagram story saying the company said that its products do not contain any of the ingredients that could purportedly attract spiders. Okay, so maybe it doesn't attract spiders, but does it attract that eight-eyed Satan tarantula down in Ecuador? I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can even do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment you have from a podcast or even a question you have. I'll be happy to address either one. Your questions or comments might even be played and or even talked about in a future podcast episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. You can... Uh, download the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, and you can do that just as simple as a phone call, or I can even send you a link that you can actually participate from the website. You can download the app to your favorite app store and add that uh, podcast to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. And of course, should you certainly subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breaker, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Don't forget to follow me also on Facebook and X. Just look up the handle at Insane Eric Lane. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. U.S. economist Harry Dent predicts this year will bring the biggest crash of our lifetime. He then went on to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> Seriously, what a terrible thing to bring up around the holidays. This guy is even worse than people who gift clothes instead of toys. Well, a new study reveals that psilocybin, the hallucinogenic compound found in certain mushrooms, is linked to improved treatment of depression and cancer, which means that it's actually healthy to attend fish concerts now. 
psilocybin works by binding a specific serotonin receptor in the brain, influencing mood, cognition, and perception. Now, there's also the added benefit, of course, of seeing a leprechaun riding a unicorn across a rainbow. A new report says that llama poop sparked 57% more plant growth in a part of the Andes that was barren and ravaged by climate change. Surprisingly, this story about llama poo isn't a load of bull. Llamas really do poo all over the place, so much so that people sometimes get them confused with Los Angeles residents. Netflix released the first trailer of Spaceman. It's a new sci-fi movie that stars Adam Sandler. And after watching it, you'll probably wish that you were on another planet. Mariah Carey reportedly spent her holidays without Brian Tanaka, further fueling rumors that she and her longtime beau have called it quits. Breaking up back in December meant that he'll now be remembered as the one dude Mariah didn't want for Christmas. Now, an insider told People Magazine Car uh, Carrie is uh, taking her annual or took her annual holiday trip to Aspen without the backup dancer this year. And she'll take some time, I guess, to reflect before freezing over until next winter when she's defrosted again for the holidays. The Detroit Pistons now have had lost uh, 24 straight basketball games recently, which is kind of amazing because you'd think that in a city that they could at least steal one win. <laughs> you know, things are pretty ugly in Detroit and, and the basketball team pretty much sucks, too. President Biden's administration was under fire for a rule restricting gas furnaces and an energy group was seeking to challenge the new regulations in court. First, it was gas stoves. Now it's gas furnaces. Maybe Joe should just worry about the gas that's seeping out of his pants. And according to a new survey, more than a quarter of employees said that they responded to work emails over their Christmas break. Jeez, man, some people just really don't want to hang out with their families, you know? 28% said that their large workload prevented them from taking as much time off as they would like over the festive period. But needless to say, this is not the fun type of large load. NASA had released new images that shows Uranus in greater detail than ever before. But, you know, these days, most people just sign up for OnlyFans to see that. I mean, everyone around the world can now enjoy new images of Uranus. They can really take in the rings around Uranus. Also, the storms that come from Uranus. Okay, I'm done. Britney Spears posted a shocking throwback photo of her gym that she accidentally burned down back in 2020. But to be fair, I mean, that year, everything felt like it was up in flames. I mean, I'm surprised that it was a gym fire because right now, Britney's life is more of a dumpster fire. Maybe Brittany asked Santa for a new gym, although based on her Instagram videos recently, she was definitely on the naughty list. New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers had indicated he would not attempt to return in the new season, mainly because the Jets are probably more dead in the water than a New Jersey mobster who ratted out his friends. Yeah, the Jets were officially eliminated from the playoffs, you might remember, or as their fans call it, December. Vice President Kamala Harris recently announced the U.S. would land an international astronaut along with Americans on the moon by the end of the decade. But most Americans are hoping Kamala gets a one-way ticket to outer space. Harris addressed the, uh, and I quote, importance of international collaboration on human space exploration. Translation, we're going to give a billion dollars of your taxpayer money to other countries so they can get higher than Hunter at Christmas dinner. Reusable cloth Christmas bags were all the rage over the Christmas season, which saved wrapping time and money and the planet, of course. But 
Most importantly, they saved your dad's sanity. Yeah, dads are always frantically picking up wrapping paper on Christmas morning. Then they get so frazzled that afterwards they always need wacky tobacco in rolling papers. The father of a newborn orangutan at the Denver Zoo recently was a mystery to, to the staff until they called in paternity test expert Mari Povich. As you know, uh, when Mari said, you are not the father, there was a dancing orangutan going bananas. The veteran daytime talk show host helped the zoo reveal the paternity of Siska, a four-month-old Sumatran orangutan, and then we're sure he continued commenting as multiple orangutans started beating each other up. A woman was speechless after looking out her window in Chingford, East London, and spotted a camel strolling down the street. <laughs> Jeez, there really are a lot of Middle Eastern people moving there. I mean, the hairstylist was in disbelief as she spotted the desert animal ambling down the street while being led by a woman. It was the first time she'd ever seen camel walking beside camel toe. And the rom-com Anyone But You has hit theaters, and women are seeing it for the silly romantic storyline. Men are seeing it for Sidney Sweeney in a bikini. And uh, Mariah Carey went to Washington, D.C. to visit the president and vice president. I mean, it was so nice. I had no idea that Mariah was doing work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, Mariah brought her 12-year-old twins. I mean, who needed Christmas cookies when Joe had their hair to sniff? Patrick Mahomes is, was reportedly disappointed over having to miss time with his kids over Christmas, but his teammates do so much whining to referees that he still felt like he was surrounded by a bunch of babies. And President Biden revealed that his New Year's resolution was to come back next year as he geared up for what was expected to be a competitive election year. But luckily for Americans, most people never stick to their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> the president made the comment, when he was vacationing with his wife on St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. And of course, not to be outdone, everybody who donates to Joe's campaign could be seen nearby partying on Epstein Island. And a man had to be restrained by passengers with duct tape during a meltdown on an American Airlines flight to Miami, or as Spirit Airlines calls it, a fairly calm flight. Denmark's Queen Margaret II says she's leaving the throne to make way for her son, Crown Prince Frederick. Look, if you're being honest, I mean, Americans only care about Danish when it's served with sugary frosting and a hot coffee. I mean, she's 83 years old and she's leaving her position after serving for, what, 52 years? Which is something that American politicians just simply can't comprehend. You know, yeah, the Democrats are like, oh, she's a spring chicken. And finally, while performing a stand-up comedy set, Dave Chappelle stormed off the stage when a fan pulled out their cell phone. I mean, this is so different from fellow comedian Louis C.K., who people get mad at when he pulls out something else. Get up close and personal with My Stupid World by interacting with the podcast through Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World's Telegram channel. I post the actual articles used in the podcast episodes every weekend from the week's collection of stupidity. When you join the channel, you'll get to read the actual stories, see the actual photos, or watch the actual videos from the stupidity that is talked about in each episode. And you can even make comments about what you read or seen, even comments with your suggestions 
your opinions about what I've talked about. You can even share the links to some of the stupid stories that you've encountered. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to see a preview of the channel and download Telegram Messenger, the app to your smartphone. It's also available in desktop versions as well, and it's supported on Windows, Linux, Apple, and Android platforms. Telegram is a secure messaging app that's gaining in popularity. You can learn more by visiting telegram.org. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And the first Genius Awards of 2024. A 65-year-old Florida man was behind bars after allegedly throwing an object inside another man's vehicle and whipping out a sword during a road rage fight over his revved-up engine. According to the arrest affidavit, Gervasio Aranca Jr. was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill, damage to property of $1,000 or more, and throwing a missile into a vehicle after the altercation that unraveled in Ocala. The incident started when the two men were at a traffic light and Aranca Aranca started to rev up his engine. The victim then confronted Aranca and tried to speak with him through his window, but Aranca started to drive off. According to the affidavit, the two men proceeded to yell at each other from their cars while driving down Highway 200 when Aranka allegedly threw an unknown object from his car that hit the back door of the victim's car, ultimately causing about $1,000 in damage. The incident continued as both parties pulled over and Aranka got out of his car with a sword in his hand, got within a few feet of the victim and thrust the sword forward in an attempt to stab him. The victim, who said he was in fear of being hurt, was able to get out of the way and run back to his car and then called 911 a second time. When deputies asked Aranka why he didn't call 911 during the incident, he said he didn't need to because the victim advised he was calling 911. Well, whipping out a sword isn't really unusual in Florida, but normally it's a dude's pork sword. I mean, who has a sword in their car anyway? Samurai Jack over here must be on some serious samurai crack. And then there's a 28-year-old driver busted after border officials in Southern California discovered over $10 million worth of narcotics hidden inside a shipment of jalapeno paste. Border officials at the Ote Mesa cargo facility encountered the driver hauling vats of jalapeno paste in a commercial tractor trailer just after 10.30 in the morning, according to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The driver, who officials say is a valid border-crossing card holder, was referred to a secondary area for further examination, along with his rig and its shipment, according to the agency. A CPB canine unit inspected the shipment and alerted officers to what border officials described in a post on X as a hot find. A total of 349 suspicious packages were discovered inside the barrels of jalapeno paste, according to the agency. Testing the packages revealed that they contained 3 million well I'm sorry 3161.43 pounds of methamphetamine and 522.5 pounds of cocaine. The estimated street value of the drugs 10.4 million dollars according to the agency. Border officials seized the drugs and the tractor trailer while the driver was turned over to Homeland Security Investigations for further processing. And no further details about the driver were immediately provided. But geez, narcotics in jalapeno paste. Wow. And you thought that stuff made your butt explode all on its own. I mean, some people are all about this. I mean, after all, 
they like their jalapeno paste to have a little extra kick. Or how about this? Claiming that his food order was not properly cooked, an aggrieved customer struck a Wawa worker with a piece of chicken covered in spicy Nashville hot sauce that got into the victim's eye. So says the cop, said Busta, the alleged poultry pelter. The 1.20 a.m. confrontation at the Wawa convenience store in St. Petersburg, Florida, resulted in the arrest of 32-year-old Daniel Palomino on a misdemeanor battery charge, according to court records. Palomino, police say, became upset because he believed that the chicken was not cooked completely. He then confronted the worker and responded by throwing the chicken on the victim. While the chicken was covered in the spicy Nashville hot sauce that got into the victim's eye, the Wawa employee did not suffer bodily harm. Palomino, who lives about a mile from the Wawa, was under the influence of alcohol when confronted by sheriff's deputies. He was booked into the county jail, from which he was released upon posting a $500 bond. The chicken was not seized as evidence, though police did confiscate a baseball bat from Palomino, whose rap sheet includes convictions for cocaine possession, aggravated assault, theft, possession of drug paraphernalia, criminal mischief, marijuana possession, and probation violation. I mean, throwing food is dangerous, especially the science experiments they serve at Wawa. Yeah, because this dude threw Wawa food. He's now being charged with assault with a deadly weapon. What about this? A man charged with robbing the bank in Canton, Ohio, allegedly got a little confused when he wrote his demand note and tellers uh, to, to the tellers and forgot to ask the bank workers for money. According to the charging documents filed by the FBI, Richard Hampton is accused of slipping a note to a teller at a key bank location that read, quote, give me the, with the word gun, written below it. Hampton then pointed to his waistband several times and told the employees to hurry up. Well, despite the uh, confusing instructions, the uh, teller handed over $723 in cash. However, the hidden inside the bundle of that cash worth about $80 was a tracking device. The police used the tracking device to locate Hampton and the stolen cash, which was recovered the same day. In a video-recorded interview with investigators, Hampton confessed to robbing the bank and revealed that he had smoked a little crack before the crime, which is why he forgot to write the word money in his note. Hampton allegedly recruited a getaway car from a local grocery store and promised to pay him 50 bucks to drive him uh, to and from the bank under the guise that he needed a cash a check. Police said the vehicle was casually driving away without a rush, including stopping at the traffic lights after the robbery. The documents also noted that Hampton did not wear a mask nor try to conceal his identity. <laughs> what an absolute moron. This is why you should never get high at work. You forgot to finish the ransom note, you know, but... Well, he definitely didn't forget to finish the contents of his crack pipe, that's for sure. And you got to check this one out. Police investigated a report of an Ohio man in his late 40s exposing himself in a Dollar Tree store. That incident happened around 6.20 in the evening at a store along East Middle or Malothian Boulevard in Boardman, Ohio, according to the police. An employee told officers a man exposed his genitals in the store and was touching himself inappropriately before the employees called 911. The employee described the person as a black man who's about six feet tall, 200 pounds, wearing blue jeans and gray T-shirt and black or gray coat. Oh, before the officers got there, reports said the man exited the store and walked north across Melothian Boulevard. Once the suspect crossed Melothian Boulevard, employees lost sight of the man. Police said that they were unable to view the surveillance video of the incident at the time of the police response. But the Boardman Police Department did file a police report regarding the incident. So, let's see. Shoot meth straight into your jugular in broad daylight on a sidewalk in San Fran. No big deal. 
whip out your peener in a dollar store in Ohio, call in the bloodhounds, and go for a manhunt. I don't know, am I the only one wondering what it was that turned him on so much that he had to stroke it in a dollar store? What, was it the $2 gallon Ziploc bags or the $3 OxyClean? I don't know. And you'll never believe this. A 28-year-old Florida Gulf Coast University student was nabbed after he allegedly tampered with the building's sprinkler system in Fort Myers and broke into the pump room by crawling through a vent. Nathan Eggleston was arrested and charged with damaging property, burglary of an occupied structure, and interfering with firefighting equipment And after the incident that unfolded, according to the arrest warrant from the FGCU University Police Department. A witness told officers that she saw a man, later identified as Eggleston, do something to the fire sprinkler at the West Lake Village Community Center building. The fire alarm went off, and then she said she saw Eggleston allegedly using several bricks to break into a vent on the bottom of the door before crawling in and gaining access to the pump room in the building. According to FGCU's website, this is a student housing building reserved for upper-class students. Officers responded to the building and ordered Eggleston to exit the pump room, but no response was received. An officer used a flashlight through a broken vent on the bottom of the door, which revealed Eggleston in the corner of the room. He was ordered once again to exit the room, and he finally complied. He was placed in handcuffs pending an investigation. Eggleston agreed to speak with officers post-Miranda, and he admitted to pulling the first flush system and crawling into the pump room's crawl space. Crawling through a vent. Who does this clown think he is? John McClain? I mean, it's no surprise that he's, what, 28 and still a college student? Sounds like he's probably been held back a grade many times in his life. <laughs> Okay, one more. A 46-year-old New Jersey woman raised more than $15,000 for a family friend who underwent over a dozen surgeries after a severe car crash on I-95 in Florida. But now she's accused of stealing the money meant for his medical expenses, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. Following the car crash, the man from Florida spent more than a month in the hospital and needed a prosthetic due to the loss of his arm, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. His recovery proved lengthy and costly, according to officials. Well, the woman of Tinton Falls reached out to the man's mother, her longtime family friend, and offered to raise uh, some money online for her son's medical bills. However, she kept the more than $15,000 raised for herself. The woman was arrested on a charge of third-degree theft, the prosecutor's office announced in a news release. Information regarding her legal representation wasn't immediately available, but after the woman transferred the donated funds to her own bank account, she's then accused of lying to the victims for months about what happened to the money. The stolen money was reported after many months, and the woman had used GoFundMe to raise money for the man online, according to NewJersey.com. GoFundMe has since compensated the man after being informed about the theft, a Go GoFundMe spokesperson told McClatchy News in a statement. The company removed the woman from GoFundMe and banned the account from using the platform for any future fundraisers, according to the spokesperson. So the family suspected she stole the money after they saw her post a pic on the socials of the new, uh, new to her 1992 Honda Civic with spinners and a new air freshener. <laughs> I mean, I told everybody I knew, never try crowdfunding for me under any circumstances. I mean, my self-esteem is already bad enough without having to look at a site where four people gave a whopping 26 bucks of the $10,000 goal. Look, you can help spread the stupidity. Go ahead and share and subscribe and rate and review the podcast and give it a five-star rating. This is all five-star stupidity. You, when you rate and review the podcast, it'll help it to show up more prominently in searches 
when people are out there searching for stupidity. And you can also eliminate the buffering when you're streaming the podcast on that poor cell or Wi-Fi coverage simply by downloading each episode to your podcast player. And Podcast Addict is the app that I recommend for optimum performance. It's totally free, but they do have two types of paid versions as well. And in addition to this episode, of course, we've got the weekend feed featuring Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also help tell some great stupidity and stories from Florida and answer your questions with a sage wisdom. You can actually ask Pancho about virtually anything. And you can just see how well you can do also by testing your skill against Pancho during the weekly Insane Game Show. Every week after both of the episodes are published, then I'll be posting articles that were used on both episodes. You can read them on Telegram Messenger when you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. You can comment about those uh, articles, share them with your friends, post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insaneericlane t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's free. It's available in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. Don't forget to follow me on social media using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or X and visit the website at insaneericlane.com. So finally, ponder this. No amount of time travels faster than the period after you hit the snooze alarm. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com, from Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy at the United Stations Radio Network, SheetHappens.com, Good Parts Media, and Mr. Laughs. Theme music from Randy Stonehill. It's a great big stupid world. Copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music. Word music, Twitch and Vibes music, and is available anywhere you purchase music. Thanks for making it to the end of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Please be sure to seek therapy to ensure you still have your wits with you. And if this has inspired you to try your hand at making a podcast, you can do it absolutely free with Spotify for podcasters. The editing and music library are at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.